Standing up in McKinney, this is According to Cows, episode 448, coming to you on July the 5th, 2023. Yesterday was Independence Day. Uh, you, A lot of you probably had a four-day weekend out of that situation. Uh, congratulations. Uh, good things, right? Um but before we get into the uh, context, I want to talk about real independence, right? What does it really look like? And what could we do differently or what should we do differently? Before I get into that, let me remind you the best way, the easiest way to help me get the word out, stay on top of things, you know, grow is to like, share, and subscribe to this program. And if you're feeling particularly motivated, you can rate and review the program. Following helps. Follow on your podcatcher of choice. Join the uh, group on Facebook. I do hit uh, MeWe and I do hit Gab from time to time. Uh, For right now, Facebook's where I'm at because it's easy. It's there. Uh, the other two I visit occasionally. I always share my show up there. And just as an aside, um, I've been putting up the program on Telegram. So if Telegram's your speed, you can find me there at According to Kells. Come and join us. Okay, here we go. On with the show. Real independence. Well, the problem is, <laughs> much like everything else in our vocabulary, it has been uh, modified, bastardized, uh, used and abused and spit out on the other side to where there's now multiple definitions and you can't be sure what exactly people mean by that or what they want out of that. So I will put it to you this way. Independence means that you are a political entity free from abuse of other political entities, but it also means that the ruling elite or the leadership or, or the elected person or designated leader or whatever does not embrace tyranny and does not abuse the people that are part of the team. Now you can define that how you want. I mean, there is, there is a little bit of a opening that definition to allow for different ideas. But honestly, it's as clear as I can make it. And what I don't understand is why we've come to the point that we tolerate tyranny. We tolerate tyranny to the extent that is far beyond what the people that went to war and risked everything with the world's greatest military power at the time. It reminds me of the idea of when they talk about the fall of the Roman Empire, that people were kept at bay and kept happy with bread and circuses. Well, clearly, there's a a piece of that involved here. And if you've read any of the dystopian literature they used to assign when we were growing up, and I'm sure at times or in locations they still assign it, whether it's 1984, whether it's Brave New World or even Fahrenheit 451. And believe you me, there's plenty of other really good dystopian novels out there that spell out more or less what we're seeing right here and right now. Even in the 
world's freest, best country ever, right? Now, a lot of those folks that talk about that want to ignore that we're an empire. They, they want to ignore that we're past our prime. They want to ignore that we're really not nearly as free as we once were. And they will use arguments basically stating, well, think of all the good we've done. Okay, well, that's true. Nobody's saying that we didn't do good. You could say the same about every empire before us. Think about how we're freer than our neighbors. Well, again, that can also be true, but it doesn't mean that we don't have more tyranny now than we did before. It doesn't mean that we're not lax now more than before. And just because we're better than our neighbor, does that mean that we should quit striving to be better still? Does that not, or does that excuse us? from the expectation of liberty. See, if, if you have independence and independence is real, it has to go both ways, right? You have to have independence as Joe Blow on the street, you know, Joe Sixpack, whatever you want to call it. You, you have to be free to do a whole lot of what you want without having to ask for permission, without having to be concerned about what your neighbor thinks. Now, I know that even the uh, libertarians out there, right, the hardcore um, uh, voluntarists will acknowledge that that's all well and good until you start causing a problem for your neighbor, until somebody else is affected by your behavior. Yeah, then you can do that. Now, the problem is, is pretty much everything affects your neighbor these days. Even when it doesn't, it does. And how do we know this? Because they will literally dream up excuses or after effects, or problems to say it affects your neighbor, therefore we must control your behavior. You disrupted the flow of water on your piece of property, therefore you are interfering with oh, uh, the river down the road, or some kind of tribal land that this creek, it's always something that involved the feds, right? And I just use tribal because that's how the feds get in. That are their EPA rules that they dream up. Now fortunately, Currently, SCOTUS has taken a less permissive eye on some of these abuses and stretches of power, but they're going to work around it. You just wait. It'll happen. But again, if we were independent, we wouldn't worry about that. If, for instance, you lived in the state of Ohio, Idaho, or Texas, you would be near, how do I say this? nearly completely unconcerned about what goes on in DC. Unless of course they're declaring a war, hmm? not protecting our border, or creating really bad trade deals that we're all stuck with. Which all of the above is basically true, but uh that notwithstanding, those are really only the three things that our federal government's supposed to be involved with. And if you're in those other countries, you ought to be able to do what you want within reason. You ought to be able to walk away. You shouldn't feel like that is a problem. But that's the world we live in. Everybody's afraid to do anything without getting permission from the next higher level of government interference. Now, I would love nothing more for the state of Texas to finally get up the courage to tell the feds to go pound sand. I just don't think that they're going to do it. Not when there's as much money involved as there is. 
<coughs> Excuse me. Okay. How do I know this? Well, the municipalities, the local entities of government, get bought off routinely by the state government. The state government, in turn, routinely gets purchased hmm, by the federal government. And then again, our federal government routinely sells us out so the leaders can get some money. Look no further, if you want my opinion on the matter, look no further than the current resident at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. And for the record, most of his predecessors, if not all of them, have done the same thing for for mm, the same benefits, in my opinion. I guess it should uh, come without saying that uh, this show is called According to Cows for a Reason because it is almost entirely based upon my opinion or understanding of facts and situations so that uh, if for no other reason that you're clear on that. Everything I say can and should be double-checked, verified, considered based upon your own knowledge. That being said, that little disclaimer inserted, we will carry back on. So I ask myself, with basically all these buy-offs going on, what can we do about it? Well, it seems to me that separation is the solution, right? We apparently now as a society accept that you can get in a bad marriage. And if you're in a bad marriage, you just part ways. Now, unfortunately, most of that's not done amicably, right? It's, it's a knockdown drag out. And usually the dude loses and he loses big. And coincidentally, he gets stuck paying for a whole lot of stuff that he has zero control over which kind of seems to violate the whole idea of a to death do us part moment and everybody's on the same team, but I digress. So separation being the solution, if we accept it in the destruction of families, why can't we wrap our mind around, you know, maybe this country's too big to continue. Maybe this country's too in debt to continue. Maybe this country is uh, too overstretched with commitments and responsibilities to continue. Maybe it would be better if it would divide. Maybe it would be better if the separation would come on good terms where people can divvy up the best way to go forward and determine what's the best course of action. Now I know there are some good people out there that are extremely fretful about this. There, there are people that are on my team that are very worried about this conceptually because they see it as a way to divide and conquer. They see it as a way to mm, weaken the country or our resolve. Well, let me ask you, if you have 45%, give or take 5% of a group of people that are ready to subjugate themselves to whoever comes along next, would you not be better if you let them part ways? You know, be kind to your masters that those uh, chains might not uh, hurt you too much, right? Be sure to lick your wrists on the wounds from the chains that you willingly put upon yourselves, right? These are all nice paraphrases of previous commentary. I don't see how Texas, I don't see how Idaho, Wyoming, Montana, you know, half a dozen other states, or for that matter, New Hampshire, Florida, are really better off by being tethered 
to a bunch of other states that willingly sell themselves further and further into subjugation and debt and control at the behest of their masters. Wouldn't we all be better off if we went our separate ways? Wouldn't it be an opportunity to declare your own independence? Yes, the state of Texas, the state of Florida, Idaho, Montana, Wyoming, we all go our own ways. Now, maybe we choose to confederate amongst ourselves. Maybe we choose to uh, go our own way. It doesn't really matter, but we jettison a useless, expensive, controlling uh, order of people at the federal level and kick them to the curb. Remove them like the leeches that they are. Separate ourselves from the gangrenous body. Hmm? Take that uh, arm off. Remove it. Yes, it sucks. Nobody wants to remove an arm or a leg. But if it saves the body, you must do it. You, you can't always recover. Unlike a salamander where you can grow back your tail or perhaps... Uh, other amphibians, we don't have that option, but we can survive. Nobody is excited or willing to readily chop off a healthy body part, but if it's gangrenous, if it's if it's destroyed, if it's it cannot be recovered, and it'll kill you if you leave it on, then yeah, you, you gotta excise it. Why is that any different than New York, California, New Jersey, DC? While we're at it, the entirety of the Northeast, except for maybe New Hampshire. Illinois, Oregon, Washington, or at least the western portions thereof. Why is this such a terrible thing? Why is this forbidden? Why are we afraid to talk about the separation? If you want independence, if you're going to celebrate independence, that means you have to at least willingly accept the idea that separation is the solution. It worked before. The 13 colonies told Great Britain, go pound sand. We're going to go our own way. And they fought a war to make it happen. And eh, they did pretty good for a while. I mean, and if you doubt me, look no further. The independent Republic of Texas willingly separated from the Empire of Mexico, right? There was a dictator down there and they told him, go pound sand. And he waged war and he lost. And the Tejanos and the Texians here celebrated and they became came to their own country for a little while. Then they joined another country, became part of an empire, and then they separated temporarily, and then they came back together again. Whether or not that was the wisest move, well, that still remains to be seen. But it can be done. It has been done. Separation is a solution. We just have to be willing to accept that. Nobody's happy about it. Nobody's excited. I mean, I never, I didn't wake up any time in the... Uh, previous 30 years of my life and say, you know what? It would be best if we broke the United States up. I mean, I would be so much happier that way. No, no, it's a, it's a terrible decision, but it's far less terrible than continue the way we are to continue to pretend that there is a net benefit being chained to California, New York, New Jersey, Illinois. Right, There is a detrimental effect on the rest of the country by having to partner with those people. I mean, if you're a married person out there 
and your partner that you willingly married when let's just say 10% of 250, 25 years ago, decided that they were going to sell you out, spend you into oblivion, and then start cheating on you, would you willingly stay with them or would you kick them to the curb? That's where we're at now, ladies and gentlemen. And I'm not suggesting that, you know, there's a panacea, but separation is a solution. Now, while we're talking about independence, right? Because this is all flowing out of the idea that we celebrated our independence. Independence from what and from who? Well, yes, that would be the empire of Great Britain. We told them to go pound sand. We separated from them. That's also known as succession or secession, right? We succeeded with our secession to go our own way. Now, this has been done twice successfully and once unsuccessfully in our history. And depending on how creative you want to get, you could say, you know, Florida. I'm not Florida. Yeah, I guess technically, maybe. But certainly Hawaii. Hawaii separated themselves and became an entity and then (laughs) kind of got joined with us with a uh, gun held to the head. But it's been done. It can be done. It's it's played out in Europe. It's played out in Africa. It's played out in Asia. But only in the United States do we have this idea that we can't possibly separate, that we can't succeed at succession. Hmm? Secession is the reason for the season. There would be no Independence Day. There would be no celebration on the 4th of July in these United States if it wasn't for secession. Now, it was joked that treason is the reason for the season. I don't think treason's the accurate uh, response here. We didn't seek to overthrow the government of Great Britain. We didn't seek to replace or remove the monarchy. We told them, no, we want to go on our own way. Same thing when Texas left Mexico. Yeah, no, we're, we're out. Uh, you can be the emperor all you want or the great general, saint but we don't care. We're going to go our own way. Yet... Somehow it's different now. Somehow we can't do that. And the question is, is why? Do we forget what Independence Day is all about? Did we forget how we got here? Do we forget our founding fathers? Do we forget the improvement that was brought on in our own country, but really the whole world when we told Britain to go pound sand? Or in the case of Texas, we told the Empire of Mexico to go pound sand. So I really think what this boils down to is it's hard. It's a hard decision. It's a hard choice to wrap your head around. It's concerning. Oh, no, we might lose some businesses. They may relocate to, you know, less free and more onerous states. They might leave Texas because, you know, it's so much better in California, Washington, and Oregon. I mean, Clearly, they would like to go there and deal with those guys. Now, I'm not going to lie. There would be some advantages to them leaving. I'm not going to say that there won't be some challenges in becoming independent. There, there won't be some difficulties that need to be overcome by creating a new country. But I would suggest to you, there is nothing that states that the 
current makeup of the Texas government couldn't simply just go up a notch. You know, the governor's now the president. Not that I'm excited about that, but that's the way it is. And the lieutenant governor will act as a uh, vice president. And, you know, I'm not actually opposed to a lieutenant governor that has the power and authority that our current lieutenant governor does, particularly if they become vice president. I could see where that would be very advantageous in some ways. It'd be nice if we actually got some stuff done. And then here's the thing. Once we do that, we can divvy up and look at how they could better represent. But for right now, the way they exist, there's no reason why they couldn't just assume the authorities and assume the powers of an independent nation from the current situation that we're in. And every county would continue to go on just like it did. Every city, every municipal, every little sub direction, there's no reason any of that has to be upended. Now, I understand there's some concern, you know, we're going to rewrite our whole constitution. Well, no, not necessarily. We, we, we declare our independence and just simply state we're going to run by our own state constitution. It's not going to become our federal or our independent republic constitution. And we'll go and tweak it as we see fit to make things run better once we have our new powers in place. And being that we were previously an independent republic, I imagine we could dust off some of those provisions from that and quite simply and put them in the place now. It's it's not that hard. It's just people are afraid. The question is, what are they really afraid of? They don't want to give up those bread and circuses, right? They They don't want to run the risk of losing that major league team that's in town. They don't want to run the risk of having six flags. Well, no, six flags wouldn't want to go anywhere since I think this is the only one that they make money when they're not, you know, sponsoring drag shows. But there are plenty of opportunities here. But but the uh, the unknown is fear. And people get motivated by fear far quicker and far more emotionally invested over fear than happiness or joy or looking forward to something, right? And that's just human nature. You can't overcome it the way it is, but we have to understand it for what it is. So once once you understand that we're trying to lift the boot of tyranny off your neck, we're telling you that separation is a solution and the succession or succession was the reason for this for the um celebration of independence right then it just comes down to is well what do we have to do well we have to tough it out we have to be willing to say the risk of liberty the risk of freedom is far greater far more important than the comfort that we now have than the perceived comfort that we now enjoy that a little reckless or unbridled liberty might yield and in my opinion will yield a much better result than the tyranny that we continue to tolerate and pretend all is well when we can just look out our own windows and see that it is not yet we continue to act as if we have no other choice Some of our elected officials poo-poo us, call us names, dismiss us, accuse us of committing crimes because we dare to speak the thing that created our nation. Now those loyalists, perhaps they would be best sent 
to New Jersey. Perhaps they'd feel more at home in Connecticut. I hear Rhode Island's very nice this time of year. You know, we're getting so many issues that we're not dealing with, and we're getting overrun with people that don't share our values, don't share our background, and quite frankly, have zero desire for liberty. But now is the chance we can fix that. We have an idea on how we can make that happen. The question is, are you willing to do it? Are you willing to have that discomfort? Are you willing to take the chance of liberty? Are you willing to do what our forefathers had done, not once, not twice, but three times in the history of our great country? Now, it pains me. I'm disappointed that these United States can't find a way to coexist and work together and be better. But again, when you find yourself tethered or married to a spouse that seems fit to destroy your children, destroy your net worth, run your debt up to nothing, destroy your house, and oh, by the way, invite the hordes in to, uh, well, let's just say it, have sex with them, And disregard all that made your country, or in this case, your family, good. What's your only option? What's the only thing you have left? You separate. You go your own way. You may need to start over. You may be able to pick up some of where you left off. If If you're lucky, your kids will choose to follow you because you're leading the way. You're, you're making an example out of a bad situation. You're, you're trying to make that lemonade with the lemons that life tossed you. Yeah, it's going to be a challenge. It's going to be tough. There are a lot of unknowns. But if you don't step into it, if you, if you don't believe that you can have a better outcome than what we're currently observing, then you're probably not the right person to lead. You're probably not the right person to be involved. If you're that afraid and you're that worried, might I suggest you consider moving to California, Oregon, Washington, New York, New Jersey, Connecticut, Rhode Island, Vermont, Illinois, Maryland, Delaware. I mean, there's plenty of nice states that they'd love to have people that just are comfortable being cattle. I don't mean that to be insulting, but if you're not going to put in the effort, if you're, if you're not going to be concerned about your liberty for your posterity, then we really don't need your help. We really don't. And with that, let me remind you, this is all about real independence and until tomorrow, I'll see you on the other side.